Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. Our vision is to extend and establish the influence of the kingdom of God by equipping the saints for the work of ministry. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning, church. Lovely, lovely morning this morning. If you have brought your Bibles with you, or else we'll put the Scriptures up on the board, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 19, 20, and 21. Matthew 6, verses 19 through to 21. What I want to talk to you this morning, or rather teach on, are beliefs, treasures, and values. Beliefs, treasures, and values. If you're taking notes, that is the, the title of my teaching this morning. Beliefs, treasures, and values. Jesus is teaching here in Matthew chapter 6, and he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Underline that last verse, verse 21. Jesus gave us a fundamental principle in life. And it is this. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, let's define, first of all, the meaning of the word treasure. The dictionary defines treasure as anything or person greatly valued or highly prized. That's what the dictionary defines as treasure. It is anything or person greatly valued or highly prized. Now, what one considers as treasure is not necessarily someone else's treasure. Is that right? Amen. For example, for one, treasure means wealth, money, gold, precious stones, etc. For another, Treasure means family, children, marriage. These are, for them, true treasures, true valuable. Amen? So what you consider as treasure, I may not consider as treasure. Amen? So it differs from person to person. Now, for the psalmist... His treasure was God's commandments or God's word. He says in Psalm 119, verse 27, listen to what the psalmist said. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. 
Yes, than fine gold. You see, for him, his treasure, what was valuable and highly prized was the word of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord. And he said, I treasure them more than fine gold. Now, in this light, therefore, let us examine what Jesus said in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In other words, what you and I consider as highly valuable, our hearts, our passion, our devotion, our pursuits in life will wrap itself around those things that we consider as valuable and highly prized and pursue after them. Your mind, your predominant thoughts, always gravitate toward your treasures. What you consider as treasure, as valuable, or as highly prized. Your treasures, therefore, are what you consider as precious to you, valuable, and naturally, what you consider as such, you will devote your heart to it. Your pursuits, your thoughts, will gravitate towards what you greatly value in your life. Amen? So, in the light of what we just explained, the Lord Jesus in these passages of Scripture is teaching us something. He's teaching us on how to lay up treasures in heaven where he said there are no thieves, no moths, no rust, where they can corrupt what is valuable to you or they can break through and steal them. And the way we do this, now listen carefully, because for a long time I've always wondered how can I store up treasures in heaven? I didn't know how to do that. And I'm sure you've asked the question, how do we store up treasures in heaven? Well, the way we do this is by living a life that is based upon the treasures or values, if you will, of the kingdom of God which have the rewards not only in this life, but in the life which is to come. That's how we store up treasure, by living and basing our lives on what God considers as valuable, as treasures, and worthy of honor and respect. Amen? Is that understood? It's simple, isn't it? Now, Jesus is saying, choose to live by the values which are far greater and more honorable in life, than by, and by doing that, you will store up treasure in heaven. Let me give you an example. Here is a value that Jesus taught, which is rewarded not only in this present life, but also in the life to come. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 and 30, Jesus gave us a fundamental value that has not only temporary rewards in this present life, but eternal rewards. And as Michael said last week, 
that, that echoes into eternity. I love that phrase. Thank you, Michael. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Now, what is the value that Jesus is communicating there? It is this, that if we choose to live for Jesus and the gospel in this present life, we will be rewarded a hundredfold in return, whatever we give up, whatever we let go of. And it doesn't mean let go of your wife and give up your wife. Amen. <laughs> I've never understood that when Jesus said, where, where there's no one who has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife. And, and I thought, no, no, there's something wrong here. Until the day I got into the airplane on a missionary journey and I flew over to Greece by myself and I left my wife and my children and my family behind. Then I understood by revelation that Jesus meant you do this for me and the gospel's sake. I left her for a while. For what purpose? I wasn't going on holiday. I wasn't going to, to, to have a good time. I was going on a mission for Jesus and his gospel. Amen? So the, the value that Jesus communicates here, he said, if you choose to live for me and my gospel, then not only will you be rewarded here on earth a hundredfold in return, but also you will be rewarded in the life to come. And that's how you store up treasures in heaven by living for Jesus and living upon the values of the kingdom of God. Amen? So if we treasure the Lord Jesus, there is a beautiful song that says, you are my treasure, Lord. If we treasure the Lord Jesus and his kingdom, then our hearts, he says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen? So if we treasure the Lord Jesus, if we love the Lord Jesus, then our hearts will also be with Him. Amen? Our passion, our pursuits in life, our goals in life will be with Jesus because He's our treasure. Paul said something profound. He said, for the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money is the root of all evil. He said the love of it. And I also say, alongside with Paul, for the love of Jesus and for Jesus is the root of all goodness and righteousness and mercy and a wonderful life. Amen? So, values, therefore, we're talking about values. What are values? Values, therefore, or treasures, are a set of beliefs practices that we treasure and we consider to be highly important in life. 
because they form the foundation for the way in which we live our lives. Everyone has a set of values. You may be aware of it, or you may not be aware of it, but every single person has a set of values by which he lives, by which he bases his life on. Amen? Because our values, listen to this, they determine how we relate to God. They also determine how we relate to one another. They determine how we relate to authority. And they determine how we go about our business in our daily life. That's why values are important. And that's why every single one of us should know and define what his values are, what her values are. Amen? That's why Michael said, this membership class tells you what our values are, what we consider as highly important. And we base the life of the church on it or our practices on it. Amen? Ultimately, every opinion we have in life is based on something in our belief and value system. And let me say this. There are only two sets of values in the world. No more. Just two. One is a godly value system, and the other is a worldly system, value system by which the world lives by. And those two, they, they contradict one another. You can't mix the two because what the world values and considers as precious and treasure, Jesus said, it is an abomination in the eyes of God. Remember when he said that? He said, what is highly esteemed among men, it is an abomination in the eyes of God. So there are two sets of values. One, the godly value system, and the other, the worldly value system. Now, the world's value system, when I say the world, I'm talking about people who do not believe in God. I'm talking about those who... And those who profess to believe in God, yet they live as though God does not exist. I mean, this is what we would like to call Christian atheists. Yes, we believe in God, but their lives communicate something entirely different as though God does not exist in their lives. They make independent decisions. They never consult with the Lord. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. They just have a name. Amen? And I'm sure you met some of those believers who say they believe in God, but their lives are completely uh, ungodly. Amen? Are you with me? Now, the world's value system is founded and based upon the desires of the fallen nature of man. Namely, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the three cornerstones by the world which the world bases what is treasurable, what is prized, what is valuable. It is all based upon the fallen nature of man. And John the Apostle describes that as the lust of the flesh. In other words, whatever your flesh wants to do, do it. Whatever it feels good, 
do it. Whatever your eyes see, covet it. And do whatever you, you, you can to obtain it. Steal, kill, destroy, as long as you get it. Amen? And the other one is the pride of life. Do whatever puffs up your ego. That is a worldly value system. Amen? Are you with me? Now, God's value system, according to 1 Timothy chapter 6, is founded upon righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. And I might say also upon the righteous nature of the born-again believer. When you get born again, your nature changes. You no longer desire what you desired prior to your conversion. Amen? Now, kingdom values are the foundation of Christian character and spiritual maturity. This is, this is our foundation upon the values we adhere to and live by our lives. Now, your values, of course, will determine the kind of person you are, and they shape your personality. The more honorable your values are, the more honorable you are. Amen? So, values determine your personality, and your personality, in turn, determines your character, what kind of a person you are. Are you loyal? Do you believe in loyalty? Do you believe in integrity? Is that one of your values by which you live your life? Amen? Now, <clears throat> everything in our lives, when I say everything, I mean everything is founded upon the values we embrace and hold dear to our heart. Our commitments, what we commit to, are based on your value system. Your investments, both monetary and time-wise, are also based upon your values. Because what you consider valuable, you will invest into. Amen? Some of us consider that sports is a valuable thing in our lives. So we spend time, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen? But if you spend all your time watching sports, not have any time for prayer, then you consider something that has no eternal values, no eternal rewards, just present rewards. Amen? So I ask you, how important is it for you and I to embrace the right kind of values? Is that important to you? Amen. Genuine, listen to this, genuine transformation in a person's life can only take place if he changes his values. You cannot change a person unless you change his values. Because when you change his values, you change the way he thinks. That's what repentance is all about. Repent means change the way you think. And the way you think will determine the way you live. So if we want to bring transformation to someone, 
then we must first what? Change their values. And when their values change, their mind is changed. And when their mind is changed, their behavior changes. Before I came to Christ, I had a value system. I lived by this value or by this principle. I lived for myself, I pleased myself, and I did whatever myself wanted to do. Now, that didn't pay very well. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. It separated me from everyone I loved and everyone who loved me. And I brought untold pain to my closest people in life. But when I got converted, when I heard the gospel and believed the gospel, my values changed. I embraced transformation. I no longer valued what I valued before. Now I live for Jesus. I live for those closest to me. I live to serve the people God gave me to serve to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect. I'm trying my best by the grace of God. Amen? Yes, we stumble, we fall. But my values have changed. Amen? So, having a personal value system gives us structure. It gives you purpose in life. You know, you, know, you know who you live for. You know what you're living for. You know what you're investing your life for. That is why developing or having a personal value system gives you purpose by helping you determine what is really important to you, what is valuable to you, what is treasurable to you. Our values, of course, helps us to express who we really are and what we stand for. Now, if we are unaware or become disconnected with our values, then we end up making choices based on impulse, instant gratification, rather than living by faith in what we consider important. You see, so you, you cannot disconnect yourself from your... You must know what you believe. You must know what you value in life. You must know what is important to you in your life. Amen? And you live your life based upon those principles or those valuables that you consider as treasure in your case. For where your treasure is, there your heart will wrap itself around it naturally and will pursue it. You don't have to try and hard. Amen? The true values that we hold in life are the ones by we actually live. Let me say this. If we claim to value something, yet we do the opposite, then we actually value something else, Right? If I claim to value truth and yet continue to lie, what does that tell you? Then I value something more than honesty and truth. So the true values are the ones not you have written on a piece of paper, not the ones that you say you value, it's the ones that you live by. Amen? Our beliefs... And our values impact, of course, every aspect of our life, including our personal and work behaviors, 
our interactions with family, friends, co-workers, our decision-making processes, and the direction we take in life. That's why it's important for every one of us to examine what is it that I really believe? What is it that I value in my life? By which values do I live? Do I store treasures in heaven? Or are all my treasures here on earth where thieves break in and steal and moth and rust, they corrupt? Amen? Praise God. Now, if we desire to see meaningful changes, for instance, in our fellowship, then we need to adopt kingdom values which will inspire and empower us to change. For instance, if we value community, relationships, guess where our heart will be. We don't have to set a program in church to meet once a while so that we can study the Bible. Naturally, we will gravitate towards that. Why? Because we value community. We value relationships. If I value relationships, that means I invest into those relationships. Amen? That means I do not forsake the assembling of ourselves coming together, as Paul says, as the manner of some is. Because when we come together, what, we, what are we doing? We value community. We value relationships. And what do we do there? We encourage one another as we see the day approaching. Now, this is something we cannot do on a Sunday morning because Sunday morning is designed for other purposes. Are you with me? Amen. Open up your home. Be hospitable. Invite as someone from the church, and come and have a meal with me. Come and have lunch with us. Come and have some tea. Come and let's spend some time together. Why? Because you value community. You value relationships. Amen? Are you with me? Okay. Lord, what are you saying to us? <laughs> Having values which are written on paper only will do us no good unless they are in our hearts. Listen to what the psalmist said. Psalm 40, verse 8. Psalm 40, verse 8. The psalmist said, I delight to do your will, O my God, because your law is within my heart. When he talks about the law, he talks about the Word of God. He talks about the values of God. Are you with me? He says, I delight to do your will. It is my joy. It is my pleasure. And the reason I delight to do it is because your values are written on the walls of my heart. Amen. Praise God. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> We've read the scriptures, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. And further down, Jesus said, The lamp of the body. You can put up these verses of scripture from Matthew chapter 6, please. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. 
But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and desire the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is the spirit that influences us to love money instead of God. Okay? That's the mammon spirit. And Jesus said you cannot serve both. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Now, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." Now, the fundamental principle that Jesus gave us in this whole teaching is that we need to guard our hearts from a worldly value system because what we treasure and value in life is where our devotion and commitment will be. Are you with me? He said, don't be like the world. In other words, don't value what the world values. Value what the kingdom of God values. And that's where your devotion should be. Now, if you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and base your life on the values of the kingdom, he said, all of these things, I'm going to give them to you and bless you with them. The things that the world strives and worries and stresses and kills and steals, in order to gain, I'm going to give it to you without any sweat. In other words, you're going to work, yes, but you're going to seek first the kingdom. And if you do that and value what I value, let me ask you this. What is God's greatest treasure? Anyone knows? People. People are God's greatest treasure. If we value what God values, guess, our lives will respect, honor, and value people. Our commitments will be based upon that. Living a life of servitude, loving people. Amen? We were created to receive love and to give it away. Our hearts were created for devotion and love. The problem arises 
when we devote ourselves and love other things rather than God and people. The greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and love one another as I have loved you. Amen? So Jesus is saying, guard your hearts from a worldly value system. It's very tempting. Amen? Especially those of us who are in the world, who your vocation, your work is with people all the time, and the stress, and the pressures, and the deadlines. It's a battle to keep your heart free from those things. And maintain your focus and your devotion unto the Lord and unto His Word and unto people. Amen? The other day someone asked me, wrote to me, what can I pray for you, Pastor? I say, pray that the Lord would strengthen my inner man and give me grace with people. <laughs> I want to be more gracious. I want to be more merciful. I want to be more understanding when it comes to people. Because you, you have some people, they're very, very difficult. <laughs> so we cannot truly value one thing and be committed to another. Would you agree with me? We cannot say we value God's kingdom and live like the unbelieving world lives. Can we do that? No, of course we're not. Jesus said that the people of the world as he called them, are daily consumed by worry, anxiety, stress, fear, concerning their welfare and the daily sustenance in this present world. Why? Because their lives are centered around what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to buy. In other words, they are centered on the materialistic view. Amen? The worldly value system is characterized by a materialistic view that is based on the desires of the flesh, the eyes, and the pride of life. The believer, though, the one who has come to know the Lord, should have a different value system. Now listen to what Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek, pursue, devote yourselves. That's what he means when he says, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Notice the next verse. Set your affection, your passion, your pursuits, your goals. Set them, he says, on things above, not the things on the earth. Do you see that? If you have been risen with Christ, how many of us are risen with Christ? If you're born again, you were raised together with him. And Paul here is giving us instructions on what to pursue and what to value in life. The things, he says, which are above. What is above? Have you ever stopped to think? What is above? 
The Word of God is above. Faith is from above. Righteousness is from above. Faith, uh, love is from above. Amen? He's encouraging us as citizens of the kingdom to establish a heavenly value system by which we base our lives on that is different from the world's. Writing to Timothy, Paul says the following concerning the things he should avoid and the things he should value and pursue. 1 Timothy 6, beginning with verse 6 through to 12. Listen to what he says. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So one of the things that should be in our values, in our value system, is what? Godliness and contentment. Paul said, having food and clothing, let us therefore be content. Have you read that in the, in the Bible? For we brought nothing into this world. It is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Notice, it didn't say God pierced them. He said they pierced themselves. Amen. A number of people, many people today, blame God for what they're going through. But God has nothing to do with it. It's the decisions they made in life that has brought these calamities upon them. Do you know that decisions decide the quality of life you and I will have? Decisions will decide your wealth. Decisions will decide your peace. Decisions that we make in life decides our destiny and eternity. Now these folks, he's not talking about unbelievers here. He's talking about believers who have strayed from the faith. Why? Because their devotion and the values changed and they began to pursue money instead of God. Amen. Some people will change jobs just like that if they give them 50 rand or 100 rand or 500 rand or 1,000 rand more. Amen. Are you with me? You need to seek God for everything you decide in life. Amen. And now he says to him, But thou, O man of God, O woman of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, and fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, where thou, thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Wow. These are sound instructions, folks. And we need to guard our hearts from these things. Throughout the New Testament, the fathers of our faith inspired by the Holy Spirit, continue to instruct and they continue to encourage us to embrace values which glorify the Lord and have eternal rewards. Amen? 
I have more scripture to share with you, but I'm, I'm going to stop right here. Because we need to just ponder on these things and think about them. I encourage you, when you go home during the week, when you are in your quiet times, when you are with the Lord, just take a piece of paper and write, what do I consider as valuable in my life? What is my treasure? What do I treasure above all else? There are degrees of treasures, amen, and values. There are some that are very, very, very precious. Our relationship with the Lord takes priority over all other values. And write them down. In fact, I'm going to do an exercise with the webinar church. Next week, I'm going to ask them to share three of the highest values and to elaborate on. What do you value? Have you stopped to think? Because what you value is what your heart and your mind will gravitate towards. You will find your mind will always, always gravitate towards what you consider as precious. The Apostle John says, Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What does he mean? You know, there's a difference between loving something and using something. We can use the things that are in the world, but not to love them. Amen? When he says, love not the world, he's referring to the value system of the world. The beliefs, the values, what they consider as treasure, don't love them, have nothing to do with them value the things that God values. That way, when you go from this present world, your treasures will be waiting there for you. That's your rewards that no one can take away from you. No thief can steal them. No moth, no rust can corrupt them. They are incorruptible. Remember what Jesus said to Martha? She has cho Mary has chosen that part which shall not be taken away from her. I'm looking forward to my rewards in heaven. Amen? Are you? So, let's invest in that. Amen? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, Come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za